And so when we think about what the wise preacher is doing, you're actually thinking about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, and why you're going to say it before you ever say it. You're going to set it in order strategically and on purpose with what you're doing. So the big idea of what I want to try to communicate to you today is this, that clear communication only comes through critical thinking. Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast, episode 48. I'm your host, Mike Neglia. This week's episode is about the important and literally the structural aspect of our teaching and preaching, the importance of having a solid outline. Now, whether that outline is announced, whether it's handed out, whether it's on the screen, or if it only exists in our head, it's important that it does exist, that we do have an idea of what we're going to say in what order, and making sure that our main point is given the priority that it deserves. And so Cody King is going to pack so much information into like a 17-minute talk. So get ready, sit down, grab a pen, and we're going to learn how to outline from Cody King. All right, get ready. Let's go. Let's read here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, uh, verses 9 through 11. It says this, And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. And yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words. And what was written was upright, words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, like words of scholar, uh, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. Here in this section, uh, as uh, we, we read this, really there are some things that we are told that the wise preacher does. So some, some things that are standing out to us as you look through it, that the one who is wise is going to do these things. You're going to ponder, you're going to seek out, you're going to set in order, uh, you're going to find. Well, what are you going to find? You're going to find acceptable words, words of truth. You're going to use those words of truth like goads, like well-driven nails. And so when we think about what the wise preacher is doing, you're actually thinking about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, and why you're going to say it before you ever say it. You're going to set it in order strategically and on purpose with what you're doing. And so the big idea of what I want to try to communicate to you today is this, that clear communication only comes through critical thinking. Clear communication only comes through critical thinking. We're going to look at three keys to this idea of outlining. One is the importance of outlining to the creation of an outline, and thirdly, the development of outlining. Uh, Chris Anderson, who's the owner and curator of TED Talks, identified what makes a great TED Talk, uh, and, and what it is is it's the effective communication of an idea. It's the effective communication. That's what separates it from just somebody who reads and rambles and says some stuff, and, and the ones that are really powerful. You've probably experienced that in sermons. Some that are extremely powerful and some that kind of just are hit or miss. And maybe you're the one that gave that one. Uh, and, and essentially, uh, what he said here is, uh, this is a quote from Chris Anderson. Your number one task as a, pre, as a speaker is to build an idea inside the minds of your audience. So that's kind of what you're aiming at is building an idea inside their minds. So number one, the importance of outlining. Uh, essentially, outlining is the application of critical thinking to an idea. You're, you're taking an idea, that's what you're getting from the scripture, and you're going to apply critical thinking to that idea in order to communicate it clearly. The goal is to simultaneously stay true to the biblical text 
and clearly organize your thoughts in a way that people can easily receive it. That's what you're aiming at with this. Now, good outlining will free you up to deliver your sermon or deliver your message with power, with passion, and with precision. Think of it like this. It's like a 50-pound weight. If you have a 50-pound dumbbell, uh, it's much easier to pick up than a 50-pound atlas stone. And the reason is because one of them has an an- a handle and the other one doesn't. So you're, you want to give people a handle. Give them something to grab. Help them to hold on to what it is that you're saying. Outlining builds a structure and it gives meaning to application and illustration. That, that when you are when you're giving your application, when you're giving your illustration, there's something that it, it holds up to. Think of it like windows in a house. You need windows in a house in order to let light in, to let fresh air in. Uh, but if your entire wall is made of glass and is just a window, it's structurally unsound. The the hole isn't the glass. It's not the window. The hole is the structure of the text. And your application and illustration is the window that lets in the air and lets in the light. And so that's what you're, you're doing uh, with this. So that's, that's kind of the importance of outlining. But the actual creation of an outline, essentially there's three main ways to develop an outline from your text. And that's one of the handouts that you have. Uh, it's it's that, uh, that idea that there's a, a topical, a textual, and an expository sort of approach to uh, developing an outline. Uh, the topical gives you the, the topic only from the text. Uh, and it's basically a springboard for you to talk about your thing. Uh, textual gives you the text of the topic and its main points. Uh, this is what actually Charles Spurgeon was more of a, a textual preacher than anything else. Uh, he has some great expository things, but he's more a textual preacher than anything else. And an expository message gives you the topic, the main points, and your subpoints. That's what, that's what you're doing. That's what you're aiming at in an expository kind of preaching and teaching thing that you're doing. Now, the topical is the most uh, unrestrictive form, while expository is the most restrictive form. Topically is the most potentially dangerous, and expository is the most potentially safe. And, and so what you want to do is you want to, number one, when you're creating an outline, start with a biblical text, right? If you want a steak dinner you got to start with a cow. Otherwise, you're never going to get a steak dinner. So you want to start with the biblical text. That's what you want to do, do is start there. And then prayerfully read the biblical text in its entirety. You want to read the whole thing all the way through. Whatever your text is, whether it's one verse or it's an entire chapter, read all of it in its entirety. Then read it again to get an impression of what it says. You want to get an impression of that. Then you want to read it again and get a flow of thought out of it. And again, to get the important words and phrases that are there. Then you want to read it again and meditate on it. You want to read it again and see if you can gain an understanding. And then read it again and make sure it actually says what you think it says. That there's more going on in there and maybe you missed something. You want to Next, what you want to do is after you've kind of read through it a number of times, you want to identify the big idea. What's the main thought that ties all of this together. If you were to encapsulate this into one short sentence or phrase, this thing that brings everything together into a single cohesive unit, you want to concentrate or encapsulate that into a short phrase. Uh, Like what I gave you at the beginning, our big idea of what we're doing. Uh, And and so you want to be able to to do that with your your message there. Uh, You want to identify the natural breaks in the text where one thought is concluded and another one is introduced. The text is going to reveal this to you. That as you're reading the Bible, as you're reading your section of Scripture, it's going to tell you what the big idea is. 
it's going to tell you where these main bricks are in your uh, your in the structure of the text itself. This is this is where you're going to find your main points. You have to resist the temptation to insert your structure into the text, but instead let it naturally show you where these main breaks are, where these points are, are going to be identified uh, after that. Uh, now, w- what you want to also do is look at how these connect to the big idea. You want to look at how these connect to uh, the big idea. If you don't do that, uh, that main point, the, the big idea, those main points, they're, not, they're going to be floating out in space and not connected to one another. You, you need to identify the most important or needful words or phrasings next. So now that you've seen the, the big overall concept, now you've seen the, where the divisions are all coming from, look for the words that, me, that matter the most. What are the words that if I took this out of the sentence, it would be a nonsensical kind of a, a concept that's being established. Those are your sub points, right? Those are where you're going to get your sub points from is those particular words. Again, identify those and resist the temptation to insert your thoughts. Identify how they connect to the main point and back to the big idea. This is how the flow comes together. Any thoughts that you have at this point, no matter how good they are, no matter how much you like them, no matter how much you want to preach them, they're rabbit trails and need to be discarded. They're not attached to the main point. They're not attached to your your, uh, sub points. They're just rabbit trails that are going to distract you. Great preachers stay really, really focused. Construct the body of your sermon like giving somebody driving directions. You ever given somebody driving directions? They didn't know where you were at or they they didn't know how to get somewhere. You've got to start somewhere familiar. And then you've got to give them turns and landmarks to look for. And you've got to slow down when there's more intricate turns to make or where they're going to have a, a difficult turn to make. And you know what? You also got to get somewhere when you're giving them these driving directions. And so this is what you're going to think about in constructing the body of your, your message there, your outline. Now, uh, at this point, what you want to do is now that you've spent some time with the body of it, you've identified these main breaking points, you want to then... Add an introduction and conclusion. Usually this is going to come after the body. And uh, like we have said before, that this is going to be something where uh, after you've spent a lot of time with the scriptures, that's where these are going to come from. Sometimes the introduction will come right away to you. Uh, but typically it's going to be after you've spent a lot of time with the scriptures, you're going to, you're going to be able to think through how to identify, how to uh, introduce it, and also how to bring that conclusion. You want to script how you're going to begin and how you're going to end meticulously uh, the think of, think of the sermon like flying a plane. You know, the introduction is the takeoff, and the conclusion is the landing. Those are kind of important parts to uh, to doing this. Those are when people get the most nervous. Now, in an introduction, you got about thirty seconds to grab people's attention and to turn them from passive listeners to active listeners. That you want them to be engaged. Don't assume that people just because they're sitting in the room that they care at all about what you have to say. Uh, assume that they don't. Keep it short, keep it concise, and keep it clear. Types of introductions that you can have is a story or an illustration. Uh, you can ask a question or maybe a paradox, introduce something like that. Conclusions, uh, essentially what you got to think about with conclusions is actually go somewhere. Uh, don't, don't just kind of be aimlessly wandering around and say, well, I guess we got lost. Uh, you actually want to get to somewhere. What, what are you trying to get to? What's the conclusion that you're going to? What's the natural thought of where this ends up? You got to actually end. An abrupt end can work, but uh, taking the plane analogy, it's going to feel like a crash landing. I, I've had to do that a few times where you know an ending can be like, hey, we're out of time. We're going to stop there. We'll pick up next week. Uh, that's going to feel really abrupt to people. It's going to feel like it didn't get wrapped up. 
In your conclusion, don't preach sermon number two. This isn't where you start introducing new, new information or you say all the stuff that you feel like you didn't get uh, to say or you felt like it didn't come out correctly. Uh, just wrap it up. Uh, types of uh, conclusions can again be illustrations, maybe a question, a quote, a poem, uh, a reading of scripture, something along those lines. Um, I've also given you another uh, handout. It's the uh, preaching tree. Uh, I found this as really, really helpful when somebody showed me this. Um, and I, I would encourage you to, to take that and to look at it. So it was a helpful illustration for me. Essentially, what you have is you have a, a tree, and uh, on the tree is fruit. That is essentially what you're trying to get people to get to. It's the biblical truth that the people need. The ladder is your sermon, and if you, if you'll notice, the sides of the ladder, one is the text of Scripture, one, the other side is the big idea. These are the, the things that need to run parallel with one another. And then the rungs of the ladder are the introduction, the points, the subpoints, and so on. Essentially, you're literally in the middle of your message. You are building a ladder for people to climb up. And the point, the goal is for the people to climb the ladder themselves and to be able to get the fruit. Resist the temptation to climb the ladder and grab the fruit and throw it at the people. You don't want to do that. That just means you're a jerk. There's no gift of jerk. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, but uh, you don't want to do that to people, right? You also want to build the ladder in such a way that people can actually climb it. Don't put the, uh, the rungs too close to one another or too far apart to where they can't make the jump. They can't come with you uh, up the ladder to get to the fruit uh, of that. Good expository sermons will have four characteristics. Unity, progress, symmetry, and climax. Unity that all, that the sides of the ladder are, are the, the text and the big idea. Progress, it's moving somewhere. It's going somewhere. Don't stall out. You know, it's like riding a bike. If you slow down too much, you'll fall over. Uh, you want to keep moving forward. Symmetry, the steps are equidistant and they're actually climbable. And then climax, the fruit is accessible and received. Uh, Alistair Begg's advice for expository preaching is this. Think yourself empty. It's to engage intellectually with the text Write down every thought that comes to you. Read yourself full. That's to consult commentaries and teachings of others. Write yourself clear. That's uh, freedom from freedom of delivery in the pulpit comes from careful organization in the study. That, that, that way, as you're, as you're actually thinking through what you're doing and the hard work of the study, that's what's going to give you the ability to be clear and free in your delivery. Pray yourself hot. The Holy Spirit is your power. There is no chance of, of uh, fire in the pews if there's an iceberg in the pulpit. You've got you've to be hot with the Holy Spirit if you're going to have a chance of bringing this to somebody else. And then uh, fifthly is pre, uh, be yourself, but don't preach yourself. Like John the, pa- like John the Baptist did, uh, clear the way, declare the way, then get out of the way. Uh, that's what you're looking at trying to do. And thirdly, uh, this is where the development of outlining, this is where you're going to spend more time as you're having more uh, uh, opportunity to develop these outlines and preach and teach more. This is what's going to make you better at your delivery is that you're going to uh, focus in on some different things. You want to use a repeatable system for how you construct your outline notes. What, what's the system that you use? Maybe, uh, you know, for me, I always start with, I know I'm going to need a title, a big idea, a breakdown of main points. I use some color coding, uh, maybe a number of pages that you know, this is how many pages of notes that I have for my timing. Uh, and it helps you to be able to predict what you're going to be able to do in your delivery that you have this, this uh, repeatable system. Uh, you can also connect the main points with the big idea through use of words, uh, maybe uh, alliteration or repetition 
repetition, you'll notice in the outline that I gave you for the, this session, I used, I repeated the words outlining. Uh, and so that way it connects it a little bit differently by repeating that word or maybe a phrase uh, that can help people remember. Also, make your introduction when you introduce uh, your, your message. Uh, you can make your introduction to your big idea uh, actually connect to your big idea, not just a hook or a funny story or a joke um, where, you know, you just say something to get people to laugh and then you say whatever else, that you actually have a connection to your big idea in your introduction. And then uh, fourthly, tie your conclusion back to the big idea. Come full circle when you're in your conclusion. Go back to the main thought. Go back to the beginning and tie it all back together. That's what's going to be those well-driven nails that you're doing something on purpose with what you're doing. And so uh, when I think about constructing a message or building sermon outline, that's the basic process that I think matters. Hey, that was good stuff. Really good stuff. And so if you want to continue to read or think or be learning about outlining, um, I have a couple different ways for you to do that, okay? So number one is to take advantage of the show notes that are attached to this episode. So if you're listening to this uh, on a phone or on an app, you just you swipe right and then the show notes are there, which will have the illustration of the tree and the ladder that Cody was referring to, as well as some additional links and content that he sent in. Uh, so that's one way to continue to be learning about uh, outlining. Uh, the second way is by joining our Expositors Collective Instagram group chat. It's a lively community of people that are um, commenting on podcast episodes, um, asking for advice, um, getting resources, um, and we're all just kind of geeking out together about uh, the behind the scenes um, or the application of the content that we're looking at in these podcast episodes. So if you want to be added to that group chat, um, just direct message the uh, Expositors Collective Instagram account, and uh, I'll make sure that you get added to that group chat. And Cody himself is going to be in the group chat this week. So if you want to ask him any follow-up questions, um, you can just do that through the Expositors Collective group chat. Uh, Just make sure that you ask to be added. And then the third, and I would say the best way to go deeper into this outlining for the purpose of faithful and clear Christ-centered expository preaching, well then, you got to come to the Expositors Collective Training Weekend, which is taking place September 20th and 21st in Howell, New Jersey. So I think I announced it for the first time last episode. Um, It's up on the website. It's up on our social media, some of the details. Uh, But visit expositorscollective.com for more details about what's going to be going on in Howell, New Jersey this September. So please go there. Please register early rather than late. That really helps us out on the planning. And if you don't leave it until the very last minute. So please um, register, uh, get connected. And uh, here is a message from Pastor Chris McCarrick, who's going to invite you himself to our training weekend in Howell, New Jersey. I'll catch you next Tuesday with episode 49 of the Expositors Collective Podcast. I hope that this and everything that we do helps you to grow in your private study and your public proclamation of God's Word. Hey guys, this is Pastor Chris McCarrick, and I'd love to have you come out to uh, the Expositors Collective, which is being held in 
Howell, New Jersey at Cornerstone Calvary Chapel on September 20th and 21st of this year. And we would we would really be excited to see you come. So you can register at expositorscollective.com. And uh, and we we really look forward to meeting with you. So love to see you there.